Welcome to Voices of the Valleys, a series interviewing growers, entrepreneurs, educators, and technologists who are inventing new solutions for today's and tomorrow's challenges on the farm. Brought to you today by Nova Home, helping growers grow with heart and soil. Find out more at novihum.com. Now, here's your Voices of the Valleys host, Director of Western Growers Center for Innovation and Technology, Dennis Donahue. Good morning, this is Dennis Donahue, and welcome to uh, another edition of Voices in the Valley, brought to you by our friends at Novahome, who are helping growers grow with heart and soil. I'm, uh, I'm joined this morning by Harrison Enright, who is uh, uh, with iTrade Network. He's a recent graduate from uh, Stanford University, and uh, we were just chatting before we came on the air. He was also a member of the water polo team. I'm not sure that uh, uh, does or doesn't help you with uh, with ag tech, though it seems to me it would because you probably know something about endurance and uh, patience and uh, taking taking the long view on things. So, yes. Harrison, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for this opportunity. Yeah. Well, and, and good. And you know, I uh, and uh, I'm 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 kind of curious because you know with. Uh, with iTrade and your your product suite of iTrace Fresh, you, you know, and I think Fresh is kind of a good good word for you. And 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 I bring that up because you know you're kind of you're just kind of jumping in, into this with really kind of fresh eyes. And you know, as a as an old ag guy, uh, you know, traceability has been a conversation for for a long time. And and so as you get involved in the game with you, with your background, uh, does it seem like it's been around a long time or or are new things kind of happening, and do you kind of sense there's some new conversations and trends that we all ought to be thinking about? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just as you said, coming at it uh, with an entirely new perspective on the whole industry, just learning about it all right now, um, I definitely see that uh, there's been efforts in traceability that have been around for a while. Um, however, that's uh, all kind of being tracked manually, whether that uh, on pen and paper or in an Excel sheet or whatever it may be. And um, that kind of limits the level of traceability that you can go down to, um, the level of granularity there. And so I think uh, incorporating um, what what these advances in technology can enable is uh, really just uh, further enhanced traceability. Um, and I see the industry itself kind of going in that uh, general direction of uh, not just tracking um, like what type of product or what type of crop it was um, and what uh, area of the United States or of anywhere in the world it came from, but really being able to track the commodity um, the exact product it was, the exact lot it was. Uh, we see companies that are wanting it to go all the way down to individual item level traceability so that every item has its own unique um, code associated with it that you can track where that item went throughout the supply chain instead of just a case, uh, case of 100. Well, and, th- and that's been kind of one of the challenges in some of the recent uh, um, um, issues and uh, uh, situations that our industry has faced over the last uh, s- several months. You, you know, we're we're relying on a bag or a carton. So, um, wh- what what does the transition look like to individual items? I mean, how fast is that uh, happening, or is, is are some com- commodities ahead of others in the ability to do that? Because because if you really can 
get get to the item itself, that would seem uh, to be helpful. Though you know, a lot of the traceability discussions are around situations that occurred uh, after consumption. Mm-hmm. So how, how how does all uh, you know? So th- this is a challenging conversation. How do, how do you how does your company look at that? Yeah, definitely, um, uh, it is a challenge. Uh, right now, I would say there are some um, certain commodities that are easier to implement than others um, and that could be uh, like uh, the berry growers um, that are dealing with clamshells um, because all of each individual clamshell can easily have an item code um, printed or attached onto that um, or like the larger watermelon or pumpkin um, uh, where they're tracked individually also there but uh, there is a challenge uh, diving into like the leafy greens um, environment and how you can track an individual head of romaine lettuce um, rather than the whole case, uh, just based on how it's packaged right now. Um, So we're uh, exploring those options and it is a possibility. Um, It just uh, is a means of uh, us understanding how the current workflows um, exist for each respective company and because all companies are different on their workflows. Um, trying to develop a solution that is uh, universally applied to all of them and not just specific to one that can't be applied to another. Well, and, ju- and just visiting and really kind of thinking this through, you know, whether, you know, and I, uh, you know, whether it's the Apple with the sticker, and I remember when they first had those, is you're like, why are they doing this? But, you know, now obviously there's some very practical reasons, but, um, you know when you when you think about it and and I and you know you all have a boardroom too and you assess assess the market you know fundamentally even if you organize the supply chain you know from start to finish you know the problems technically don't occur until after after consumption mm-hmm. and uh, you know and if you're if you're in a restaurant uh, you know and and sometimes you know a few day a few days later so you know, that constant cycle of replenishment that, uh, you know, whether it's a retailer or restaurants dealing with, you know, this is just a naughty problem to be, you know, as in K-N-O-T-T-Y problem to, to begin with when you think about it. Yeah. So when you guys deliberate about this, do you, do, you know, do you sometimes uh, kind of throw up your arms a little bit and go, uh, how, how do we really do this with the idea that what we all want is, uh, you know, rapid information uh, safe food supply, et cetera. But if the idea is to access information, ASAP, I mean, how do you guys think about that in terms of how do you attack the problem so you can offer solutions to the industry? Yeah, so um, totally agree with you that, uh, I mean, everyone wants this uh, information to be accessible right now um, when it's needed. And we are dealing with a more... Um, reactive solution that's in place right now where, I mean, it's not until we notice an outbreak that then we go back and try and find out where that produce came from. Um, And uh, the way we look at it is that we want it to be uh, a more proactive solution. So while um, while there is like shipments going out every day uh, from like the same lot to various retailers or um, whatever the workflow may be, to be able to still ship out that produce, um, that product, uh, but then say two days later you realize, okay, whatever, we ran a test, there are pesticides, whatever it may be, um, but to be able to then flag 
that lot and any product that had been previously shipped from that lot also comes out this flag. So that's um, that's the idea that we're uh, trying to enable that opportunity there so that it's not just, okay, once it's at the retailer and we find out there's a problem, then going backwards, but from the grower's perspective to be able to go forward and say, okay, all these products that we shipped out, these are the ones that were affected and need to be pulled off shelves. Because we want to think about it um, not just uh, from the retailer side of not having um, contaminated product in their stores or whatever the buyer, the restaurant might be, um, but also to have this whole traceability solution help the growers out as well. Uh, so it, it's not just so that they have to comply with what their buyers are asking for, but really so that they can, um, going forward, protect their brand. And we all know how detrimental having your brand name uh, mentioned during a recall can be. Um, you'll have consumers stop buying your product or vow to not buy any of uh, with that brand name. Um, but if you're able to, uh, from the grower's side, really say, okay, we realize that whatever happened, happened, but we know exactly where that product came from, we can limit it um, to just that. That really protects your brand name, and being able to push that out um, also keeps uh, your buyer your buyer side there. You know, one of, the, one of the things I was kind of struck by, and for some reason our conversation is prompting me to think a little bit about uh, uh, Steve Jobs' biography and... You know, Walter Isaacson talking about when he interviewed him, you know, he, he had it in his mind, uh, you know, four products, you know, left to execute around it at some point of the, of the interview. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously Apple does things in a, a big way when, when they do it. But, but that idea of four products, so, uh, you know, from a technology standpoint and, you know, kind of taking taking it all in, you know, how do you look at the product development cycle? Do you, you know, do you, are there, you're doing what you're doing now and there are two or three products in the pipeline that you kind yeah. of see on the horizon and, and that you'll kind of introduce them uh, sequentially because you're, you're kind of getting a feel of how this is, because I think that's one of the keys in, um, Technology. How do you how do you kind of anticipate the future? You, you know, yeah. from a growing standpoint, you know, the idea is to grow a great crop from year year to year. So we kind of know what we're where we want to be year year to year. You know, sufficient supply, great quality, etc. How do you how do you kind of think in terms of you know great products and anticipating the pipeline of products to meet the needs of the you know, obviously a pretty interesting industry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, w the way we uh, currently think about it is, I mean, we'll, we'll have, we'll put some uh, ideas around future products uh, on a piece of paper and we'll, we'll vet them. Um, and we'll have a few that we uh, scratch immediately, a few that we keep on, keep in the back of our heads. And, I mean, the way we go through the whole process is, um, and kind of as you said, kind of difficult to think of a product before it exists um, and so the way we go about it is we don't want to create a solution where there isn't necessarily a problem because um, we're not trying to give uh, the, either the buyers or the suppliers more work where they don't need to be doing it um, so we don't want to say okay here's a new product use this 
change your workflow to accompany this. Um, we kind of look, uh, we interact uh, frequently with growers and find out what their workflows are, what, uh, what pain points, what challenges are they facing, and then build a product around that immediately would solve that challenge there, but then also enhances it a little bit. So we um, want to have something that uh, can solve that immediate problem or challenge that they're facing, but then also brings it one step further. So we're staying um, on the innovative uh, front end of the whole industry. Okay. Well, let's finish up with, I'll, 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 I'll put you on the spot a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, enjoy with, it. Good. <laughs> well, uh, what do you what do you think of you know coming from your background? What do you what do you think of the ag industry? Are you in, enjoying getting to uh, get get familiar with it and uh, and and kind of mar- marry the two worlds of technology and agriculture? Yeah, I'm I'm loving my uh, my time in the ag industry so far, and uh, I mean it's a industry I previously had no knowledge about, um, as I would think most of the population. <laughs> Um, is in the same boat and uh, just getting to learn about all the intricacies that are behind it and all the different steps and the different uh, workflows and all, all the parts of the supply chain that you don't really think about um, and I see a lot of room for opportunities and um, enhancements there that technology can bring but uh, I do understand that it's a very uh, traditional um, industry been around possibly the longest out of any industry it's an old one in the world um (laughs) yeah i'm not not sure i want to go there what the world's oldest professions (laughs) are but but we know we know grow you know hunter gatherers and growing foods right up there among them everyone's always uh had to eat food so that's right um, you gotta eat and uh, plants have been there from the beginning yep um i remember the story about a garden so (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i it's, it's not like we want to come in and totally uproot the current, um, what, what is currently being done. We're not trying to change the industry uh, super dramatically. We're just trying to uh, come in and we understand uh, growers are working with very slim margins. So trying to adopt an innovative technology that hasn't necessarily been proven before is kind of hard and doing like uh, a trial demo run or whatever you have to wait the full season and then it could be different weather this year compared to next year there's so many uncertain um uncertainties that are involved uh that we know introducing this technology is difficult but that's um one thing we're trying to do is kind of work with those uncertainties whether that's uh making uh helping them be less um important i guess is the word um or, but I mean, working with it to uh, introduce uh, technology in a way that helps the workflow not bring additional unnecessary work to something that wasn't a problem prior. Yeah. Terrific. Well, good. Well, listen, I enjoyed our I enjoyed our visit, and uh, and I'm glad Thank you're you. enjoying uh, getting learning more about uh, our industry. And it'll uh, it'll be fun to watch uh, both you and. Uh, I trade's progress. Thank so you. thanks Thank for having you. it. Yeah. Thanks for joining it's been us. It's a pleasure. You bet. Thanks for listening to the Voices of the Valleys podcast, brought to you today by Nova Home, helping growers grow with heart and soil.
Find out more at novihum.com. You can listen to this and other episodes of Voices of the Valleys anytime by subscribing to the podcast. Just search Voices of the Valleys in your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Voices of the Valleys.